Hello, this is Alan Watt, and today it is the 12th of January, 2007. of emails, I always have lots of emails, but certain emails asking me to talk about different subjects. Most of them I dismiss because most of the subjects are put out there for you to discuss anyway. That's why they're in the major media. So why go over it from different angles? Uh, Someone asked me to talk about the smell of gas that was in New York earlier on some kind of bad odour but that's washed away with the breeze I guess and you'll probably find out about it when your taxes go up to pay for sewage new sewage problems to be fixed etc so don't worry about that one an interesting one was uh, the casualty of birds thousands of them destroyed in part of Australia prior to a storm leading two weeks or so leading up to a storm in an area 
that doesn't surprise me because we know that they're tampering with the weather not only the spraying but the use of the harp and no doubt microwave pulsations as well as the the ELF pulsations anything in the air during microwave for instance will be pulverized and end up convulsing on the ground as they as they die this is the beauty of our scientific system and our secret government establishments the real government not the ones that you complain to they generally know not to ask about the higher government the one that does these sort of experiments that's why no one in politics will mention the spraying they know better they know not to ask the, the higher military establishments many of which rose to power during the Cold War and even then people were questioning well does the CIA for instance run the US government or does the, the government run the CIA you had parallel organizations uh, with the CIA sworn to secrecy during the war different war measures acts etc and um, becoming unanswerable to anyone that's not news to people in Britain I think at least some people in Britain who have realized long ago that MI5 and 6 also were uh, steps above the so-called electric the elected people you don't question these establishments in fact if you try to in parliaments they'll just tell you like Oliver North did that uh, they don't have to answer those questions for reasons of national security and no doubt you have a different nation written down in law somewhere Webster in his memoirs in the United States talked about this on the one hand he went over the meeting to drop the constitution and sign it and he said no records were kept and later on in the same talk he talks about the secret journal and of course since it was a Masonic uh, meeting really they did have a secret journal but not for the eyes of the profane to see those in the darkness that so many facets run this world so many organizations in the past it was easy or easier to recognize warring factions and nationalistic warring factions as empires rose and fall fell and, and uh, expanded creating new countries on the, in the process and then falling away and leaving those countries to rise and fall again this is an ongoing system of control divide, conquer, exploit and yet none of it could exist without mankind himself Joe Average and Jane Average because they must always go along with it and they do if their own lives are seeming to progress or they're left alone to do their own little thing they don't mind so much what's done in the name of their country or their nation to others preferably if they don't see what's happening to others projection is the easiest thing to do to project the evil within ourselves onto others 
and those who run the sciences of the world understand this only too well. Wars sometimes are hard to start and to get public the public to go along. You generally need people to, to die, a few to die on your your side. You always have a side, you see. And once that happens, the media goes into action or the scuttlebutt, and you're suddenly indignant, and you give your approval through an emotional phase. And you don't ask the critical questions. Could those uh, few sacrifices have been set up in the first place to cause that very effect? Sometimes it never happened at all when you check into history. You have to get some reason to get the wars going. People who don't know themselves will go along with pretty well anything. And I keep reiterating that the evil caused in the world by people who have openly taken that stance and said in a pragmatic way, well, what's wrong with being evil if evil means dominance and power over the weak? That's a Darwinian stance that many have chosen. And many of the high, high masons, not the little pot-bellied guys at the bottom, the bigger ones have chosen long ago because it is part of, the, of their higher religion and Freemasonry. Great sounding words and great excuses and great orators have led us in circles for thousands of years. They know how to twang the emotions and how to use a little bit of logic as the emotional topic is introduced to mix the two together and give the finished product, which is generally a rabble who applaud them without thinking of the consequences. Everybody likes a winner, they say, and the public love to join the winners. They adore the winners. They they worship the winners, in fact, unfortunately, and in a system based on getting to the top, which means the end of all the fears of homelessness, poverty, uh, sickness and, and poverty, and no money to, to pay to have the, treat, the treatment, the proper, the high treatment for the sickness. All of these things, you see, it's all to do with money and this exaggerated need for personal survival over the survival of others. That's what's called success in this deviant system. We watch criminals on television all the time. You'll see lawyers' dramas. One of the oldest ones they used to show was Perry Mason, and no one questions why he was called Mason. But if you watch all the gestures, even in those old black and white reruns, you'll see all the Masonic flashes, as they call them, and gestures and signs in the courtroom. We live in a, a Masonic structure. The whole society actually is guided by Freemasonry. Always was in North America from its very beginnings and before its beginnings in fact the new Atlantis 
was to be the Americas. We're run by people who understand all of this and those from the high Rosicrucian, not the little send away things you have today, you know, join up and learn the secrets and send so much cash and they'll send little pamphlets back. That's for the profane, really. But the early Rosicrucians were perfectly well of their task and their ambitions. And to restore this fable of Atlantis, the one that Plato talked about, to restore it, this uh, golden age. And yet, the public have been unaware of it all along, even though everything they look at in all public buildings, all governmental buildings, parliaments in Canada, and the architecture in them, it's all Freemasonic, it's full of messages if you can read it. The same with the one in Washington, D.C. Pronounced D.C. in French, Dis, you have ten. The spoken word, you see. You have the spell which casts a spell and then you have the spoken word. The ten is the binary, the male, the female. In the end, they always said that they would eliminate the zero, the emotional part, to leave supposedly logic. And yet, even in their ancient founders, they understand that every side has an opposite. So you have the twin pillars of Jachin and Boaz, the male, the female, the fire, the water, but you also have the male with his conscious part and his unconscious, the sea of unconsciousness where all acts are possible. And you have the same with the woman. You have a four there, you see. And before I forget this, jumping back to the birds that died in Australia, and they pretty well wiped all of the birds out in this one area. Back in the 60s, we started to notice whales getting beached and dolphins getting beached in certain parts of the coastal areas. And it was a big crisis. And at first, of course, of course the, 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 the call came out from the top, the media, that, ah, must be pollution. And then environmentalists got in on the act as they were meant to do because they had to build up a, an environmental crisis to change our ways gradually for a different purpose. And then, of course, the scientists jumped in and said, well, it could be a, a virus in their inner ear that was causing this and, and altering their navigational abilities because these mammals, like many birds, navigate by electromagnetic energy from the Earth. They know where they're going. And if something interferes, like a virus in its inner ear, well, that's, that's why it was getting beached. And people noticed too, after going to so much trouble to unbeach them, 
they'd often come right back in again as, as though they were on remote control trying to go the right direction and what the Navy was keeping secret from everyone at the time is that's the navigational systems they were using to direct their underwater submarines was was low frequency pulsation in the sea and they had these transponders and all along the ocean beds and that's what the whales and the dolphins were following you see that is why they were getting beached isn't it amazing how we can be so misled and yet so caring naturally through our emotions and fall for the excuses they give us and the ones who are causing the problem set up the environmentalists to create the hullabaloo to get us to change our ways into living in these little manipulated habitat areas they, they certainly have many different functions and parts of their plan fulfilled with each thing that they cause they use the reactions to go along with the agenda which they'd written about much much earlier we're dealing here with very clever very clever manipulators who understand humanity they understand humanity so well they can plan wars so far in advance centuries if need be and the full knowledge that they can train generation by generation the experts who are given access to archives archives of knowledge hidden from the public on all of these formula on how to get people to do this that or the other they're simple formula and if the formula as I said in the ancient times the Greeks talked about this if it worked before with humanity it will always be able to be made to work again if introduced in the same sequence we respond the same way always to the same formula deception runs this world tremendous deception and a religion which has been here for thousands of years a religion which dominated the ancient world according to those of India they've had many ages seven in all five definite to claim and two even further in the ancient past with millions of years spanning each age in the Indian records we have risen and fall, risen and fallen and there's always been a little bit of an argument in the higher Freemasonry circles to do not in the low ones uh, the 33 and under group there's been an argument about how many ages there actually have been and of course we have the Druids with their three that they had on record and they related to Tacitus the Roman historian and of the Greeks with theirs and in the those of India the Hindu with theirs it's very interesting to 
to realize that even in theosophy, when the, the 1800s, 1800s was a tremendous time of turmoil and pushing for this new, the new age to, to begin as uh, the new Aquarius was, was coming up. And they dreamed up theosophy to bring in other groups, especially the women, who'd up until that time been pretty well excluded from any type of Freemasonry. The Grand Lodge of France did bring some in. So they came up with theosophy and, and the, the front woman, the actress Blavatsky, to, to push theosophy where they said the old Aryan stuff of, or histories of the fifth Aryan race. It's a Hindu philosophy to do with the end of time. Each time is a part of an age, a period where only the fittest, those worthy, as they say, are survive, are allowed to come through, and by no means must the inferior types, the old types, the old man and woman, be allowed through. They haven't evolved enough, because the whole thing does go around evolution. The Aryan race. Even the Aryan is a, a derived from Hurian. It's a pronunciation difference, that's all. In the old days prior to standing armies and national banks, the kings and queens had to depend on professional mercenaries, the mercs the messengers they brought the message of death to those they were called upon to inflict it to for money and they had no philosophical qualms about doing so the reason being that in every generation there's always young men who love to dress up and play with weapons and and be given honorary titles or but of course in the old days before the central banking and standing armies they were allowed also to share the loot the booty as they called it there's always that kind of reward and they could rape as well because after all who's going to charge you with anything vanquished means vanquished you have no rights when you're vanquished and the darker side of men came to the surface it still does today when you talk to some people who've been involved in major wars and participated in some of these atrocities they talk quite matter-of-factly about it and always rationalize it by saying well it was war and orders were orders the the either are unable to go any deeper and examine themselves and their own participation or else they're psychopaths that there's only two choices there it is not a normal thing for a species to kill off its own it's rather unique to humankind 
now with the standing armies and indoctrination of the general public the whole public are involved in the war just after World War I the military colleges in England that taught other countries too they had uh, students from other countries Germany included come in for lectures on this new concept of total war in total war every citizen is basically recruited de facto by the government for that war if not physically then at least mentally and you'll be taxed as well you contribute to it that's a a, a normal thing now the total war syndrome you can't escape war today for those that wish to cause it will rope you in one way or another if not by dressing you in a uniform they'll at least tax you and we know from the speeches given out after 9-11 by the head frontman like George Bush who gave out the speech that you're either with us or against us that was a declaration a legal declaration of war on anyone any citizen of the United States as well and every other country that if you didn't go along with it you were an enemy and you'd be treated as such you're hearing legalities preached out to you we're so used to hearing boring speeches we tend to dismiss the little things that are said there is nothing trivial in these speeches they're very legalistic and it's by legalism we've all been brought in to these conflicts we either give our tacit approval or open approval or we approve by silence we acquiesce to the agenda through silence we are all in it together as is said in the movie called Brazil well worth seeing by Terry Gwilliam of the Monty Python series good movie with a, a future run by bureaucrats and terrorism everywhere no one ever sees a terrorist things get blown up but it's an essential part of keeping the system together actually so see the movie Brazil you have a good chuckle at the same time and you learn something too because people like Terry Gulliam understand this process very well shortly that's maybe the only outlet we'll have is comedy like the court jester where you could say things to the king which usually would have anyone else beheaded but the court jester by some strange part of his occupation some legality was allowed to couch things in a certain way which would exonerate him from any blame or comeback in other words only the fool the authorized legal fool can say the truth if you pretend you're a sane person it can bring dire consequences so here we are the collateral and the backing for wars 
which we are simply put on the books to be part of and we know that too we understand that part of it we accept it at least and most people are able to suppress or even deny their complicity in what's happening in the world and yet part of their paycheck is taken to go to many many things which they might not personally agree with if they were to sit and dwell upon them at all but in the mass man of today they find it difficult to look at themselves honestly very almost impossibly so unless you understand yourself the conscious and the unconscious part the raging sea of unconsciousness you won't understand your own part in this and you'll deny it to the end that's why old Christianity gave you a devil it was such a burden to bear the understanding of guilt and complicity and evil it was easier to throw this on top of some other deity and, and let them take responsibility or in the old Judaic scapegoat where they'd set it off into the desert to carry the sins of the people if only it were that easy I remember an old Star Trek episode one of the first ones the first series where on board the ship comes a, a man who uh, he was using sort of stage makeup half his face was white their half was black and he's trying to get them all to go to get ready to fight this enemy that was coming well his enemy was an exact duplicate of himself exact only the other part of the face was white and the other part was black the dualism the, the yin and yang in humankind unconscious the conscious the unconscious will always project its problems onto an enemy any enemy will do and unfortunately the longer the enemy appears to exist the more fixed and embedded that becomes this is understood with those who run the world and that's why they like to have ongoing wars and clashes and intergenerational wars as they guide the whole process into a, a predetermined conclusion with always an unexpected answer to it all and yet those at the end are so exhausted they're willing to take anything and that's generally what they get the complexity of the human mind is sometimes overblown for everyone has projected their own problems their own faults, frailties onto other people at some time the allegories of Adam and Eve although there's many levels of that not the exoteric stuff that's taught in the churches but even a lower level when Eve was tempted and then questioned later on as to why she broke the law she immediately said well in essence well the devil tempted her the devil made her do it 
and because of Adam's own personal needs in that woman. When he was questioned, he blamed Eve for bringing it to him. The honest answer was because I'd want, I wanted to. I wanted what was promised. That would have been Eve's honest answer. It's easy to project that something else made you do it. I used to always think it odd that people who were working in factories or in stores or in trades could be conscripted and exchange one uniform of the, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker for another and suddenly they're a soldier. They no longer belong to the public, they're privates. They're privately owned. As though you could suddenly switch identities from doing something which we need and society would approve of to something which is destructive where the end results benefit someone else, in fact, never those involved in the conflict. And still go to parades and, and veterans days and put on their old berets and sort of toddle along trying to march as though that's the proudest thing they'd ever done was swapping their, their old job, their old identity for this temporary new one even though they still today can't figure out what was really behind it except the propaganda they were fed at that time which never changes with them until they die we can't look beyond all of that and yet with some of the veterans meetings I've had in the last oh, 20 years, maybe even 15 years that brought Germans for instance, Canadians and Americans together and once they have their Masonic booze up, and most of them are in the veterans clubs, Masons they, they're surprised how, how they're all so similar and so are their war stories so similar because they all stood up for their friends. They saw their friends getting killed and, and it was like one big soccer match that got out of hand in a sense. But they can commiserate with each other because they were all doing what they thought they were supposed to do. They were all the victims of propaganda at the time. And now they can all be friends. We should be scared out of our boots at that that powers above us can get ordinary people to go off and kill each other on command and yet when they're left to themselves they can be the best of friends that should terrify us to see how easily we are manipulated that should strike terror into everyone's hearts because these are sciences well understood by a select few near the top. We're bound together by so many treaties and legalities. We're put down for the debts 
the governments borrow every person and every nation is put down as collateral to pay off loans, debts, or put down as parts of treaties to stand up for other countries and, and partnerships of war and peace. We're complicit in everything that these boring people at the top with their boring speeches puts us into and yet we don't participate openly in any of the decision making it's done on the subconscious and the unconscious level if I'm okay and me and mine are fine and people keep it off my back as much as possible then I don't really care what's happening anywhere else that's a short-sighted attitude because eventually when the dominoes fall it comes round to you and there's no one there to, to keep you propped up. This is not any kind of democracy at all. If you look into the histories of the United States there was a tremendous anti-Masonic movement in the 1800s after Morgan a Freemason who wrote out openly he published a book on the, some of the intents of Freemasonry he was a member and he was executed by Freemasons for doing so and afterwards some of the US senators even uh, who were either very naive or out the loop spoke out and one of them said it was impossible to bring these people to justice because Freemasonry had taken over every important position on the national level to the local level and that is the MO of Freemasonry it's a monopoly a secret monopoly of power a religion underneath all the religions and behind and often dominating all the other religions and it's been here for a long time it attracts the worst types because the one thing they've always allowed the public to know is that it helps you get on in life if you join unmerited favor in the choice of jobs and promotions and so on well, what type would be attracted to something when they knew nothing about it except it helps you get on even if you don't have the, the abilities or credentials you find the corrupt types go into it and for those ones who've joined the Catholic lodges thinking they're, they were anti-Protestant read your histories you'll find it's nonsense even when they, they, they first applied for a charter from the Pope or permission in reality they already had a charter given by the Grand Lodge but they applied to have it made official and the Pope actually banned it when he went over it every pre-Masonic group that has in the past fought another Masonic group has been controlled by the same capstone in every country wars must be real conflict must be real for those that fight and take the consequences but it's not important that they understand at the top 
the conflict is necessary for another part of an agenda and their body is simply the tool being used they don't have the right to know the real reasons behind it Albert Pike made that quite clear when he even talked in his own book the old Bible of Freemasonry that a Mason must go and serve his country regardless of the country when called conflict is necessary in this system for the changes that must be made to bring about your utopia that you know the hell on earth utopia for some when I was young really small I, I used to listen to all the chatter that happened in the world uh, the world I was living in and my daily routines and realized that most of the chatter even then was simply the reiteration of magazines or TV or radio news and yet it was done with such exuberance with little, little groups chatter, 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 gossip and I pictured all the words that's ever been spoken on the planet going off into space all joined together and, and, and wondering how far on the galaxy it would loop to come back and mean absolutely nothing and then I pictured generations of people who'd, who'd lived and died all the graveyards on the planet where people had done all the right things as they were supposed to do according to tradition of the time and never knew what was going on generations and generations have had the right to consciousness stolen, robbed living and dying and never knowing never knowing just the external stuff that's fed to them by later historians the whitewashed sifted flower that comes out of history I mentioned before that some people in the past and present is something that certain individuals will come to in every generation when they do understand this topic I'm on today they come to the conclusion that perhaps it's not all good people who are up against a minority of bad people perhaps there's only a minority of good people and that rankles us because we always think of ourselves as being good we follow the rules of the system we live in we do the socially acceptable things according to the laws and rules and traditions that have been drawn up for us and sure enough you can be in trouble and people come to your aid hopefully hopefully that still works today if you're allowed to without uh, FEMA intervention we can help each other and we'll see we are good people 
and on that basis we are but how easily we can stop ourselves from being good to others people we don't know people we see on the one-eyed monster of TV locked in a death struggle with others in either a traditional war or a recent conflict and it doesn't affect us why can we switch on and switch off the reason being that we help others around us close to us maybe one day they'll help us if need be we can't imagine those over yonder helping us you see so we're selfish in a sense when you give you do it because you want to give not because you expect something in return every motive has to be questioned on a personal level recently someone sent me one of the many DVDs that are out there on some of the history of Freemasonry done by the select group of the usual people who lead this and I have to tell those who, who live on this kind of stuff it's almost like a hobby they feed on it they like to be astounded through this amazing secretive organization and learn the little things and, and quips about them in reality there's nothing out there that they haven't allowed you to know and to hear people who are supposedly learned talk about the exoteric over and over to me personally becomes boring they make it sound almost exciting the way that they question Freemasonry and try to expose it it's the best recruitment technique there is actually because the young always go towards the forbidden fruit it's nature in fact I think Pike and Mackay also said that it was the best recruitment drive there ever was is when the government of the US for a very short period pretended to clamp down on Freemasonry it made it an exciting thing for the youth to want to grow up to become to get into uh, that's standard that's what happens if you tell me don't take drugs don't smoke it makes it more appealing that's what happens but people who seem to be educated will still have their biases and many of these videos are put out there by exoteric Christianity those who understand on an intellectual level the concepts of Christianity but they miss the esoteric because the, the, the numinous experience isn't there with it the idealistic experience that's supposed to be a transcendent experience which isn't a sudden uh, limited short lasting thing it's a life altering thing as an understanding which comes supposedly with it that they miss that because they're formalized Christians 
formalized Christians are traditional Christians, cultural Christians. The whole idea of a transcendent figure to follow was meant to be an example for those to come idealistically when you caught up in tradition you lose the meaning of anything any truth this happens over and over in every people, culture and religion you end up joining a club a social club or a tribal club it doesn't matter and tribal clubs tend to club each other to death eventually if they have a slight difference of opinion or belief they used to say that the road to heaven was narrow that's a clue it was never meant for the mass of humanity for even in ancient times they understood the masses those who stay within the mass and you can tell them by their topics of conversation they would always take the broad way Broadway even the names are written down in streets to give you clues the material world is what it meant something that is tangible the material world most people will always rush towards that which they can easily understand and hope to conquer or grab a piece of so a word of caution for those who think that they can simply join an organization like Freemasonry or the OTO or whatever happens to be trendy in your area at the time there's many tendrils coming out of that pyramid you will not get any secrets which will alter your life you won't get high enough to get anything off the truth little snippets little things that will say oh wow I didn't know that flash meant this etc but that's nothing at all that's nothing which will change humanity or yourself for that matter maybe make you more corrupt that might even compromise you into silence when you should speak up and you might be used and told to do something but you certainly won't be given a truth at that level you have to be groomed for that in the right families to have the higher knowledge not the outer stuff the portico as Pike calls it himself Albert Pike was way beyond 33rd and Albert Pike did not write that book by himself either specialists wrote that book specialists in different areas you can take most books today put out there and people read the exoteric and everything because they have never examined themselves in any depth whatsoever it's only by examining yourself does the esoteric hit you and you understand it 
plus a little bit of study into different areas. Today people want package deals like package tours or drive through coffee and donuts. Here's the money, give me what I want, and off they go. That's just a hobby. That's the lazy person's way. To come to any understanding in this world takes a lot of work. And the breaking into consciousness on an individual level can be a hard task for many people. Uh, too hard for most people. You, like a staging rocket, must leave many parts of yourself behind the old you in different phases as you ascend. And because you're doing it yourself, you simply cannot pass on the experiences to other people who want formula and ritual. That is what religion is for. It's for the mass. That's why you go to the mass. It's for the masses. Something simple to understand on a certain level through ritual and formality and repetition. It's all done for you. There's no real participation except to follow the rituals themselves. But you need not even understand on a deep level. The traditional levels are generally good enough for most people. We can't possibly stop immediately the evil in this world, especially when it's been here since at least the beginning of money and the potential had to exist prior to that. For the evil that's wrought in the world could be wrought by any one of us under different circumstances. How can you keep yourself in check if you don't know yourself? You leave that to the, the formalized rules of culture and law, which is the big deterrent. But how many people really check themselves? We'll all see we're good people. But what is good? Who defines the good? If good is not doing harm to others, then we're all pretty bad. Since we allow ourselves to be taxed and that money to be used by organizations and departments which employ educable people who will work consistently creating weapons of mass destruction, the and projected onto their enemies for doing the same thing. Are we really that good when we allow it to happen? When even a formal complaint to a government saying, look, I object to this. This is not a human thing to do or a humane thing to do. According to our conscience, not by our religious conscience or traditional conscience or whatever cultural conscience we've been given, 
but your personal conscience. And you can always add, I know I can't do anything else except complain to you, but at least you've stated your position. It's better than nothing. Nothing is always easier, certainly. And being the cowards most people are, they don't realize the more they retreat into cowardice, the more their bill is going to be at the end. Because what goes around comes around, and they'd wish they'd had the time to do all the complaining when there is no time to do it and no one to complain to. I've watched people put money into situations in Africa and other countries to promote the Western ideas of business and culture and values. And I've thought about it deeply and thought, you know, in other words, the only way out of the morass, which is generally deculturalization of a people where their traditions have been destroyed by exploitation of, from outsiders with another culture, supposedly a superior one, we give them the values and then expect them to simply emulate what we do, which is a value system of exploitation of others all the way down the ladder to the people at the bottom. And so we teach them to exploit their own in a sense. In fact, the better education we give them, the more they'll end up being better exploiters. Uh, there's a dilemma there, a, a tremendous dilemma that people don't think about when they give their money to the charities. You're teaching a select bunch chosen out of millions, perhaps, to have a chance of survival in a corrupt system but the values they'd have to adopt, although they're approved by the dominant cultural system, are still corrupt. So they end up exploiting those below. I can remember in the old TV evangelists, they would bring over certain people that become doctors, etc., from and started off in orphanages, grown up in orphanages, Christian orphanages. And it would be nice if they said, well, I, I do this for free or for very little or I, I survive on, on donations. But no, they're applauded because they wear the suit and the tie, the business Masonic suit of the West. They have their letters behind their name. And they're becoming wealthy, which means they're exploiting others. It's rather sad we save people to exploit others. We have to find a new way. And people are choosing all the time in the direction in which they will go. In the 20th century, as we progressed towards the greatest destructions of all, through our wonderful sciences and human efforts and we watched art disintegrate into nihilism we watched the cultural flux the sea almost like a scale going up and down between different ages come to pass 
And as the Greek called the old Kepos, the right time, it was a time, it was the right time for the metamorphosis of the gods, because the gods change between ages, although they're born, reborn with different names, always the same, always the same. Because the, the humankind apparently needs the gods which are given to them by those who guide them, the shepherds. And we've watched this destruction of the old through the family units and all the stuff that came before. And most people who bewail that fact never realized that the family units were given to you as well to serve a purpose for, for a particular age, an agenda, even a breeding program for workers for the industrial age, which is no longer necessary. And prior to that, as I say, we've lived in tribes where there was no real marriage as such, although couples could do what they wanted to at a certain age. They could pair off if they were older and more mature. Some of them did, according to the ancient historians. But the marriage system, after the destruction of tribes, had been used in the ancient world long before it was brought to Europe to serve a materialistic, monetary-type wealth system of dominance with the artificial creation of money, or of wealth, really. The only true wealth you have is what the American Indians used to say. It's the home in which you, in which you sit at the time. It's that which feeds you, where you can grow things where you can live that's your home at the time that's real estate that's why it's called real estate which must mean in the world of opposites there's a fake estate so much for my sp spontaneous uh, blurb tonight it's been a long week for me and I hope you glean something from that which I've said. I'm on a dial-up phone, by the way, to let people know not to send me large downloads of anything, because I have to just uh, delete them. I can't sit sometimes for two hours waiting for a message to finish and hold everything else back. It takes three hours just to do this little blurb and then get into the right formats to upload and then set it up there and transfer it etc etc up onto the site and it's very tiring at times this isn't a business for me and in fact I wondered if I, I should even have come out and, and spoken to larger groups there are many things which you can only teach to a few and even then you have to be discerning most people want to see what, what, what will profit them and I don't teach people to go out and profit in the usual sense good night for me from Hamish my dog as well and may your God go with you
Talked all night and left it all unsaid. 